You are now listening to the Bulls and Queens podcast, where we have sexy fun exploring the lifestyle and swinging exploits of black bulls, queens of spades, cuckold fantasies, open relationships, seductive interracial encounters, and other kinky shenanigans that are sure to get you off in a very good way. So get ready, ladies, and make sure you take notes, gentlemen, because here is your host, that super sexy, bald black man candy, Doc Chocolate. What's up, what's up, everybody? It is your man, Doc Chocolate, and I have my lovely partner. I have my wife. I have my awesome <laughs> person, lady. What is your name, lady? Yeah, it is the lovely Caramel. How are you guys doing? We are doing well. How you doing? Oh, I am super excited. This is my favorite month. As I told you guys before, Halloween time, October, that's all me. I am in my look, my complete vibe right now and energy. Yeah, your complete vibe and energy. Awesome, yes. awesome. And this is episode number 56 of the Bulls and Queens show. Shut up. Yes, it is. 56. 56. That's a lot of episodes, hasn't it been? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we've been pushing. Uh Uh-huh. And on this episode, we're actually going to be celebrating Locktober. Yeah, Locktober. Do you know what Locktober is? Caramel? No. What is Locktober? So, it's a combination of Lock plus October. So, basically, for those in the cuckold dynamic... They celebrate October by locking their penis and their testicles in a cage. And they do not have sex with their partner. And they do not take their penis out of the cage. And their wife carries the key to their cage on her person. Like, for like the whole month of October? From October 1st to October 31st. Wow. Yes. Don't get any ideas. You are not locking my penis in any cage, madame. Man, that's a deep shit. I kind of blew my mind for a minute. Yeah. October. October. Whoa. All right. Yeah. And I actually did an interview with four cuckold men who are celebrating October. <laughs> nice. Nice. Are they excited about it? Well, the, I mean, they can't really, but you know. Well, they are very excited and. Penises will be excited once it's let out of the cage as well. Yeah, it's almost straight up lockdown right now. It is, it is. But it's a very interesting dynamic. I mean, just talking with them and interviewing them, I talked to them about two, three weeks previously in the middle of it. So it was, yeah, you'll listen to the interview later on, Caramel. All right. I can't wait to it. I'm always up to hear and to learn more about the interesting world. Of all facets of a lifestyle, and that's a new one on me. Locked over, you guys. There you go. There you go. Is it like only during the month of October? Uh, No. Oh, okay. It's just a celebration. Yeah. So, and this episode of Bulls and Queens is brought to you by Doc Chocolate's OnlyFans. And you can see it. You can check it out. You can subscribe at our website on bullsandqueens.com and just click on that first link that says only fans and on it you're going to see lifestyle adventures videos pictures you're going to see a little bit about our life behind the scenes safe for work stuff not safe for work stuff new videos and all that other good stuff and you may or may not see future videos of miss caramel on there as well in a mask oh my god i was about to say am i being deleted no, we don't want you being deleted. We want you to be added. Oh. The people want to see Caramel having fun. Dude, 
Well, definitely in the month of October, I am for real having fun. I'm gonna tell you something. I don't know what is it. What is it about October? Yes, I do. I know exactly what it's about. It's about fun and fantasy and just sheer fucking yeah. That's what it's about. I think that's why it's such a great time. Well, except for those that's on lockdown right now. Easy. But yeah, you know. But other than that, yeah, it is it is an awesome time. Love it. But like. By the time this publishes, it's going to be October 31st. It's going to be Halloween. So, I mean, the people want to see you in November, December. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So Also, two great other months. Yeah. But we'll get there soon. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, but check it out. First link that you see on the website, bullsandqueens.com. Click on that link that says OnlyFans. From time to time, there may be some deals for y'all to get in. And... We're going to have Caramel talk about something really quick before we jump into that interview that we did with the Cucks. But I have to say, you guys and ladies that are listening to this, you guys definitely want to check out the OnlyFans because uh, we're actually going to have the finale or the second episode of that podcast has gone wild video that I did with Brenna from Front Porch Swingers. And that was totally hot. And yeah, very hot. Mm. And she did something that was like crazy sexy. Like she like ended the blowjob with me by taking my my nut in her mouth and she just like swished it around. And I was like, oh, my God, that was like porn star. Like she gargled with your shit. She didn't gargle with my shit. She gargled with my semen. Gotcha. Yeah. Gargle, okay. Cause gotcha. yeah, that gotcha. gargle was shit. That ugh, that sounded yeeks. But with the semen, I was like, that was that was like porn star, like porn like, star. No one, like, like like no one like hey, the word semen's not sexy. Like you gotta have a different <laughs> word for that. Like this is why we say gargle would my cum. You know what I mean? Okay. Took the very essence out of me and just wrapped it in. I mean, there's ways to say it, but you semen. <laughs> <laughs> Poke my semen. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm just kind of like, you okay. know, like. With my. You have shit. No. You can't say shit either because, like, because we're talking about, like, the penis and the ass being in the same area. If you say gargle with shit, people will think that she really gargle with shit, which that's, ew, that totally did not happen. So I, she basically, okay, so she stole my soul and she gargled with my soul. Because, like, she is, like, phenomenal at blowjobbing. Okay. We'll take that one, then. Okay. So. So she gargled with my soul. Mm-hmm. And then also. <laughs> and then also, we're going to publish the spooktacular orgy. And this was done in uh, Las Vegas. And it was crazy. It was held in by Mr. Mysterious. And there was a ton of people out there. There was Richard Mann, AJ Fresh, Reese Rideout, Randy Denmark, Melissa Johnson, XXX, Miss Tiffany Naki, Porto Rock. They had we had Lady Ray up there and Sailor Vixen and Jay Black, Skylar Madison, Bones Montana, Black Angus, and last but not least, my girl, Kelly Shin, the Blasian goddess. That's what's up. Yeah. And it was crazy, that orgy, because, like, it was Halloween theme. It was totally creative. Uh, it was, like, ran by Mr. Mysterious. And he's also going to be on the podcast here in a couple weeks. We're going to interview him. Awesome. But, yeah, it was pretty dope. So, y'all going to see that video on OnlyFans. <laughs> so, Caramel. What are we going to talk about today before we jump into that Locktober interview with our cuck friends and gentlemen? No, nothing much. Just you guys. One thing I want to do is just tell you guys to just come really just fall into your fantasy this October. Have fun with it. I mean, enjoy this energy that is uh, that is out there. Dress up, get into role playing, get into character. I mean, come on. This is where I mean. Cool thing about what we do is lifestyle is a fantasy. We could do it at any time. However, this is just one of those times where you can get to completely indulge in this. So have fun. That's what I'm talking about. Just want them to have fun. And yeah. being in one of the best cities to actually have fun in, I guess I'm just all in the spirit of Halloween. Whoop, whoop. It is your birthday month. It is. It, and it is yeah. my damn birthday month. That's, that's probably another reason why it's just like, I'm all like, you know, giddy about it. You don't. 
Yeah, you do seem kind of giddy. I am. I'm, I'm super giddy. Like, I don't know. Like, I totally go manic mode in October. Oh, I don't know shit. what it's about. Take yeah. your medication. Mm. Oh, shit. Hey, speaking about having fun, like, I forgot to say, like, when me and Brenna were together, right, like, we fucked the mattress off the bed twice. Wow. It was crazy. It was like... The mattress was like levitating off of the box. That's what I'm talking about. Levitation. Yeah. And it just like flew. You ever one of our friends in the past talked about levitation? Actually, said some real shit. She really did like levitate. She wanted to like man for real about that. It's one of our paranormal. It's one of my paranormal <laughs> lifestyle friends. It was a lady I actually played with like a long time ago. She would always talk about <laughs> levitation. Yeah, she would. And so I'd tell Caramel this and then Caramel would laugh. She'd be like, oh, yeah. You know, you and your girl, uh, so-and-so, she levitates. You used to say, crack it up. You used to talk about her. Come on now. You used to talk about her. I did because, you know, you know well, you know, I guess in the in the, in the the beautiful spirit of Halloween, like levitation would be pretty cool right about now. But, like, you got to talk about levitation in a good month, in a good way. You can't be just be like, yeah, you know, it's July. You talk about levitating. Like, it's just kind of like, what? Hey, it's May 3rd. Hey, yeah, we're levitating. Know. I know, like you get it synchronized with something. I don't know. What? Anyway, but uh, yeah, so cool. Yeah. Well, no, because like she had told me, she had said, um, okay, so quick backstory so that y'all know what the hell we're talking about. Um, she had said something about, uh, she's like, Doc, like, I shit you not. I went outside one day and I saw my two teenage kids and they started to levitate off the ground. And I was like, what? They like jumped? No, they like, levitated and i was like well uh, what do you mean they like went up in life uh, what are you talking about no they actually physically like levitated like and levitating off the ground mm-hmm. yeah and i was like what some like david copperfield shit like mm-hmm. they were doing a magic trick that part no mm-hmm. they actually levitated like like a foot off the ground and they hovered up there and i was like oh like some paranormal ghostbusters type shit now, see, you can say that type of conversation in the month of Halloween and everybody's going to be like, oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? Because it just kind of goes and vibe. And you're like, all right, I'm open to that shit. That's cool. Any other month, it's just going to be like, what? <laughs> like, okay. Was that before you got high? Was after? Like, please let me know there was there was some form of hallucinogen in the, in, in the mix, something. If it wasn't. Shh, don't tell Caramel this, but there's been times that I went down on her and like she just totally levitated in ecstasy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I swear it to you, if I'm going down and then the, the dude just start going and his balls is like hitting my eyes and then all the way up to my forehead, you die. I don't know about all of that. That, that take. Now, listen, if you're going to levitate. Like, you know, you got to put some, you know, put some disclaimers out there. So disclaimers? Like, what, know. they got to sign a disclaimer? or No, nah, I just feel like that, hey, you know, if I tend to get super aroused, I mean, I could really get aroused. And, oh. Yeah. Anyway, that's near here or there, but... Uh, <laughs> I hope you have some good sex. Have hoping you're having some good sex that make you feel like you are... Levitating. Yeah. That's the whole point. All right. So what is or was your freakiest Halloween ever that you had? Miss Caramel Kisses. Freakiest Halloween ever. Freakiest Halloween ever. Shit, I don't know if it was like the freakiest because half of the time I was tore up. You were tore up? Either I was like like drinking or I was like, like, meh. See, when you do uh, Halloween out here in Vegas, like you just go get, you're going to get um, a little bit of inebriation. Um, inebriation. I can really say, I don't know if I had the, the, the freakiest time, but I can tell you I had the most funnest time just, just wilding, you know what I'm saying? Just wilding out. I think me and you had some very pretty cool two times together. Yeah. You know what I mean? We were always do, we always kind of like dress up together and in our own. Very cute outfits. You know how we do with them couples. Yeah. So we wanted to go as Tupac and Janet Jackson this year, but like that was a bust. Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah, this next so, year. Yeah. Next year. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Straight up. 
Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Fuck you, 2022 Halloween. <laughs> this is like really the first Halloween that we'd never really uh, oh, I know. did anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Life came by again and just like totally had us doing a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. And moving and so. But that's all right. We still, hey, we still going to, uh, we still going to turn up. And of course, next year, even turn up even more. Yeah. And more. Yeah. And more. 2023. That's what I'm saying. We about to levitate. Out this bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, anything else before we jump into this October episode with our cucks? No, actually, my Halloween's going out pretty good. I went on our Halloween hike. That was fun. Oh, yeah. yeah we dressed up as, um, we did a little Alice in Wonderland thing. It was too cute. And of course, you know, you have to keep it because you're hiking. So, yeah. you know, you got to keep it like where it's not like. You're like too dressed up, you know, could fall and possibly. Anyway, so anyway, it was that great. That would be good. Huh? But if you could levitate, if you fall, that would prevent you from hurting yourself. Some of the obsession with levitating. Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> but no, go ahead. Go right on into the interview. Let's hear it. What's up? What's up, people? It is Doc Chocolate back. And I'm a little bit. You should call me melted chocolate because I feel so melted. I'm so tired. Oh, I've been moving all oh, for the past two, three, three weeks. I'm worn out. But you know what? I'm not too worn out to get on this podcast episode with three awesome gentlemen cucks. I'm going to introduce here in a second. <laughs> and by the time we actually publish this, it should be around the first week to the middle week of november so we have just completed october so i'm gonna listen to this episode and say god damn that motherfucker was tired as fuck but he still pulled through so getting the housekeeping out of the way please make sure that you go to bullsandqueens.com and get your free ebook which is the bulls the queens and the cucks survival guide to the lifestyle just go to bullsandqueens.com and see what it's all about but without further ado let me go ahead and introduce these three gentlemen these cuck avengers the real cucks of the real cucks of twitter now does that sound right that doesn't sound right i'm not even gonna edit that out these are just the, the real bad mamma jamma cucks i have hopeful cuck i have chest dub i have aussie cup coming at us from the future how y'all gentlemen doing today we all doing good. I'm doing good. Doing amazing. Awesome, awesome. And please uh, tell us real quickly uh, where to find you guys at, and just go down the line real quickly. We'll start with uh, Aussie. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm the Aussie Cuck, and I am on Twitter is where I can be found. I'm the Cuckoo Cuck, so it is spelled just like the bird and cuck, all one word. Boom, boom. Sweet, sweet. And Chastub. I am uh, at Twitter at Chastub, C-H-A-S-T-D-U-B. I also have a website. It's goodluckcuck.com, where I blog and uh, do a little bit more about my life and our experiences. Cool, cool, cool. And the man, the myth, and the legend, Hopeful. Where do people find you at? I am at the underscore Hopeful Cuck. And I think we should say one more time how great that blog is. It is spectacular. It is so good. It's real good. I, I, list, I, I read like 25 of those like when I was on a plane trip the other week and the, the plane trip went like a second. It was great. <laughs> All right. You guys flatter me too much. Yeah, he's over there <laughs> blushing and stuff. So I'll just say this, that you and I have the exact opposite hairstyle. I like your hairstyle. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Locktober. What is Locktober? L-O-C-K-T-O-B-E-R. It's a play on words. But gentlemen, tell the world exactly what is this Locktober. Well, I'll go. Uh, the, I think the idea, uh, I don't know where it comes from originally, but this idea is uh, that men who are in chastity, men who are are focused uh, away from uh, their penis uh, are more attentive 
to their partners, are more available emotionally, are more capable of providing their partners with uh, with loving support. And it takes time for chastity to, to take effect. This idea, this challenge of once a year, or for some of us a lot more than that, right, Oz? Oh, yeah. The, uh, Old song. This challenge of trying to go for a whole month without taking the cage off uh, is in, it's just an interesting endurance test. Yeah. And I think it's uh, I think it's also, it's like a celebration really. And it's actually, I think it's a celebration. I know it sounds odd, but it's a celebration of women. It's a celebration of, of, of our, of men's love for their women by, you know, agreeing to, or being, you know, getting into this agreement to, to wear a cage for a whole month to, and, and like Hopeful said, it just, it takes the focus off you as a man. It takes the focus off your needs as a man and channels them towards what she wants and what she wants you to be, which is like giving up, you know, uh, you know, a huge part of what it means really to be a man in, uh, in, in modern sense. And you don't have to be a cuck. You don't have to be uh, in the lifestyle. You know, you don't have to be any of those things, but you know, one month out of the year, you just give it all up and, and let her take the reins and, and you'll find how damn liberating it is. So it's good. Beautiful, beautiful. And so for those listeners who don't know what a cage is, tell them a little bit about what a cage is. Like, just describe it and just be very, very visual and graphic. <laughs> All right. So uh, there are many, many different kinds of cages. Um, I tend to stick with the stainless steel cages. Um, I know there are many different uh, materials that they're made out of, uh, but a cage has different styles. One, the basic is there's a cylinder or a ring that will go around your, your testicles up around the base of your cock. And then it kind of just smushes them all in. Then you take a cage and it can be different lengths. It can be very small to, you know, medium, large. It just depends on how much your, uh, the lady wants to restrict your erections or lack of erections. Uh, And then once it's all in place, there is a lock that seals it right up and you give her the key and she has the power. Wow. And so you're wearing this cage for a full month from October 1st to October 31st. Is that correct? That is 100% correct. A lot of couples do some sort of celebration on September 30th, that last night, uh, and they do it. My uh, mistress Tatiana and I, we did our celebration on October 1st. Uh, she locked me up halfway through the day on the 1st, so I'll be locked up until at least halfway through the day on the 1st of November. Last year, I went till like November 8th or something, I think. She uh, she just kept it going. That's because uh, she was such a good boy. yeah i listen let me just tell you i just had to run out into the kitchen and lock the trash because the dog was getting into it she's gonna be (laughs) home any minute too oh man so okay so like let me just ask you this you know as a bull as a regular guy that hasn't uh, been caged is it something where you're wearing the cage like nonstop and you don't like take your dingling out to clean it or like how do you do all that? So, and, like, how do you take uh, a piss? <laughs> so, first of all, you piss sitting down. That's number one. Uh, every single time. Um, I actually, we went out uh, this weekend and we went, I went to a place where there was no place to sit down and I had to go. Uh, so I had to stand real close because you can't pee in a urinal unless you can get your balls out of your pants. There's no way. Uh, and it, if you're positioned the wrong way, it hits the side, man. I, every once in a while, I'm like, Whoa, it's coming up. Like I gotta, you gotta readjust. Like it is, it's an adventure. Uh, but she reminds me every time I say, you know, I don't want to go do this thing because there's, I'll have to pee sitting down. She's like, I had to piece it down every fucking time. And I'm like, I yeah, see, I, I've, had, I've had this theory about this. Like, okay, so all the men who, who don't lock, right? So this is the thing. 
you you need to get this this better appreciation now of the the difference between male and female toilets, right? Previously, you were living the life of luxury, right? You'd walk up to the toilets, you're in a bar, or you're in a pub, or whatever it is, and there's a line for the women's toilets, and, you know, as a dude, you just walk straight in, you walk right up to the trough, you pull it out, and you piss, and you're back drinking, and they're still standing in the line. That shit gets flipped on its head, because there's only, like, one stall in the men's toilets now, and you're there going... Oh come on, man! I, I normally just go and piss, and now, now, now there's a line. You know, of all these idiots, probably in cages like me. <laughs> Jeez. Now okay. my uh, my cage. Uh, my wife is into urethral play, um, and so a lot of my cages actually have a urethral plug that goes in. Um, so that almost does give you a aiming device. Um, so you do might have a little bit more luxury of being able to stand, but you will definitely stand closer. Um, and so, but uh, for the cleaning part, some wives, some ladies will say, okay, you can unlock for five minutes supervised to wash it up. And then we lock it back up. Uh, That's actually so- what happened to me. Dub. Uh, we, uh, we went in on October 1st uh, and uh, a week later on the, on that Sunday, she gave me, uh, she she uh, she said, I'll give you 15 minutes supervised unlock time to clean and shave. If you don't shave, Doc, the, 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 the hairs can be pulled by the cage. They get pinched. That can be a little bit excruciating. So it is important to keep up. Plus, you want to just clean. You yeah. want to just make sure you clean. But I, it's now October 19th. I have been in this cage except for those 15 minutes. Uh Without fail, I haven't taken it off even for a second. Okay, I don't even know where the spare key is, just in case. (laughs) (laughs) Has any of your wives ever lost the key to your cage? (laughs) She wears it around her fucking neck, it's not going anywhere. (laughs) Well, nope, nope. When we were doing our when we were doing our prep in uh, in September, uh, I put the cage on, and the lock itself was broken and got stuck. And uh, we had we changed the lock after, but for about uh, for about an hour, I was like, I have no idea whether I'm going to be able to get this out or not. And as I'm driving to the store, so I'm thinking to myself, what kind of drill bit would I need to drill out a brass lock? What? Because this cage is made out of stainless steel. Like you're not just gonna snip it off. Like this is like this yeah, yeah. is the real fucking deal, man. I mean, I can just imagine thing- that question to the guy or the girl at the hardware store. Like, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> is this gonna bite into my skin if I use it? Sort of, you know. <laughs> dentist. It's kind of like, uh, what projects are you working on this week? Here, take a look. Oh, we're gonna need the diamond bit. But shoot, that'd be scary, like trying to drill that right around your balls. Oh, no good, no good. No, don't no don't good. even imagine it. Don't even. No imagine bueno. It. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, it's- so I guess that, that that it comes back as well a bit to the the topic of like like why why do we do it? Like what what's the point? And the the thing that I think you know, and I, I I'm sure there's so many people that go, why would you even do that? What like no way? Get that fucking shit away from me. Why would why would I go about doing that? And the reason being is is that as as a man, like we're we're hormonal. Like that's it's part of like who we are. Like we have testosterone, and a lot of those things are controlled and regulated in the bodies by by orgasm, by by that release of that, and then the release of all of the other you know chemicals that go along with that and with sex and and that sort of thing. That's what that's what we do. But then also in between time we masturbate and you know you have to think about doc in your life as an adult when was the last time that you went a week without orgasm it's been a a decent amount of times actually like i i know that you guys all think that i uh fuck every day but i actually don't i um i probably like my, my, uh, what do you call it? My sexual, 
libido. Uh, libido. Thank you. My libido is more like once a week or once every other week, especially if I'm really, really busy and my mind's uh, saturated with business. Um, so I can go a week or two without uh, orgasming and then I'm good for the most part, just because my mind is so occupied with things. But then, yeah, after about a week or two weeks, I'm like, you know, kind of getting revved up, you know what I'm yeah. saying? About to blow up. Yeah. So the, I think that the difference with a cage is, is that the opportunity is gone. It does, so you don't get morning wood. You know, if you're wearing it overnight, you, like, sure, there's activity there. But it's not, it doesn't get to its, its fullest. It just can't because it's just, it's, it's constricted. So it changes your mind. It changes your mindset as to, as to, as to how you focus your, yourself. And for me, especially, that just shifts to my wife. It's just like, I just want to do everything for her. I want to, you know, clean up. I want to do the housework. And people just think, oh, this is just some sexual kink thing. It's not. It actually changes your mindset as a man to think differently. And it, it it's actually strange. I actually was shocked by it. I actually thought, oh, this would just be some, you know, kink thing. It'll just annoy me. And then, you know, you know, things will, you know, be denied a little bit. And then, you know, that's it. But it, it didn't. It actually changed. It, it feels like it rewired my brain. I know it sounds extreme, but that's what it feels like. So, give it a try. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, feed I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that I ask the lady at the hardware store what's the worst that can happen. <laughs> so I'll feed out that it's too. Also important. Go ahead. Though. So uh, when we first, my wife and I first started this journey, uh, you know, we had been married for over thirteen years. And, you know, we didn't know the cuck holding thing. We didn't know chastity. We didn't know any of this. You know, we kind of just stumbled upon it. And, but we found that we were kind of just going through the motions of life. And we had kids, we had sports, we had every, every other direction. And then we started down this path. And as I started learning, I'm like, okay, I was being selfish. I'll, I'm flat out just 100% selfish. I Pardon the interruption. If you're a cuckold gentleman, a stag, a voyeur, or maybe you're just a woman that likes to watch amateur BBC porn, if you are, I got a question to ask you. Do you want to follow Doc Chocolate's sexy ass adventures in playtime that I have with the most gorgeous hot wives, queens of spades, and milfs out there? Now, if you answered yes, then you want to go ahead and pause this episode right now and go to my website at bullsandqueens.com and subscribe to my OnlyFans page. So that's going to be at bullsandqueens.com, bullsandqueens.com, and click that button that says OnlyFans. And what's going to happen is you're going to get access to my personal collection of videos, pictures of my kinky lifestyle adventures in my playtime that I have with my friends with benefits and you'll also be able to chat with me and the other fans and also do custom requests and I am on there daily so for access to my OnlyFans for a limited time only you guys I want you to go to bullsandqueens.com click that link that says OnlyFans and join the fan club I'll see you on the other side. Now, back to the spicy episode. You know, if we were having sex, I'll take care of myself. You know, it's just what I, what I was doing. And when we came together and started communicating and saying, what are our needs and wants? We really found that she was saying, well, I knew you were doing it. So why do I need to take care of you? You know, if you're already doing it, so why am I, why am I wasting my energy and time in this? And so she's, when we first locked up, it was a more of extended period of time. And she said, I'm not really locking you up as a punishment. I'm just locking you up. So you will not masturbate. You will be ready anytime I want or need. And, you know, and so it, like Ozzy was saying, it did rewire my brain. I mean, I did a lot of the household stuff. I just, you know, just how I always was. But it helped rewire my brain to say, you know what? Quit being selfish. 
you know, and take care of her needs way before your needs. And so at locking it up, keeping it locked, even though she'd say, okay, you can take it off for bed or you could do this. You know, there were times where I would start mentally going, oh God, I'm being selfish again. She didn't say lock up. I would go take a, put it on before I go to work, send her a picture. And she'd like, oh yeah, you were being selfish again. So it helped reset. It's kind of like that hard reboot, plug it in. Oh, turn power off, turn it back on. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot. It's not about me. This is not about me. This is about her. Everything is about her. Well, when we started, uh, we, we wrote a contract and um, I, I put into the contract that it was a requirement that uh, if I was locked for a week, I needed to be unlocked for a week. If I was locked for a month, I needed to be unlocked for a month. That whatever, however long I was in, I had to be out for so that I could have my time. Uh, but the longer we went on, as we as we developed our relationship, as we developed our uh, dominance and submission, as we developed our dynamic, I began to realize that that was just me asserting control that I didn't need to assert. I, that was just me not trusting her the way I needed to trust her in order to move forward the way I wanted to move forward. Our new contract, uh, which we just renewed a couple of weeks ago, just says at her discretion, period. Nothing up. Just when she, whatever she says goes, period. Got it. Got it. And I know the common misnomer for cucks and cuckolds is that, oh, cucks are weak and they're this and they're blithering and they're blah, blah, blah. But I mean, obviously, I mean, hopeful you're this big burly guy, this big old huge manly beard. And you're actually really, in my opinion, would be the antithesis of what a person would think a quote unquote cuck is because you're very, uh, you're very assertive and you're dominant. Uh, you're definitely not a pushover. Aussie, you know, you're this six foot six tall dude. I think uh, you said somewhere in the yeah. past, you said, I've never met a bull taller than me. Nope. And <laughs> like, do, do you feel like you guys are challenging the preconceived definition that the world or general public would view a typical cuck man as? I think, the I think the preconceived notion of what a cuck is, is stupid. It, it's, it's developed by the, 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 the societal concept that men have to be one particular thing or they're not men, which is ridiculous. We are all human beings, men, women, strong people, weak people. It's irrelevant what your gender is for your strength or your ability to take care of yourself. That is irrelevant. And the fact that 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 I'm submissive to her doesn't change my manliness at all. It doesn't change who I am at work. It doesn't change who I am in my daily life. It doesn't change who I am when I'm flipping you off in traffic. It is, I am still who I am. I'm just, when I'm home, sometimes I'm getting kicked in the balls for fun. Okay, first off, two questions. That was you flipping me off in traffic, hopeful. God <laughs> <Bro>. damn you. <laughs> all right, listen, I'm all about peace and love until I get behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then number two, tell us about the the kicking of the balls. We got to hear that. Yeah. Everybody wants to hear about the kicking of the balls. Now, this is, if you would have told me when we started this uh, two, two years and change ago, that I was going to be excited about the possibility of getting kicked in the balls. I would have told you, you were out of your fucking mind, but there's something about that power, that strength that she shows when she does that. I, I told this story on Twitter the other day, but I'll, I'll tell it to you, doc, and uh, to your audience. Uh, we, uh, we have a dog. Uh, the dog likes to get in the trash. We have a lock to keep the dog out of the trash. I forget sometimes to put the lock on the trash. The dog gets in the trash. She leaves for work. After I do, the dog gets in in between. The other day she came out. Trash was everywhere. The dog walker was coming during the day. She couldn't leave it. So she had to clean it up. And she texted me. She said, I was five minutes late for work. Prepare for punishment. And I, I, 
Boom, boom, boom. Then she didn't say anything <laughs> for the rest of the fucking day, not a word. Uh, and then uh, he let us she know. Texted me, she texted me about 12 hours later and she said, I'm on my way home. When I get home, you will greet me kneeling, not standing, uh, and you will receive your punishment. And I said, Yes, ma'am. And when she got home, she stood over me and she said, I was five minutes late for work. I am going to kick you one time for each minute. <laughs> and then she kicked me in the ball so hard that I fell down. I literally fell over on my face on the kitchen floor. She gave me about five seconds to catch my breath. And then she said, get up. And I said, yes, ma'am. And then she kicked me again. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, how many was that? And I said, two. And she said, good. Boom. And then she hit me again. And here's the thing. I don't like getting kicked in the balls. I really don't. It hurts. You don't? It does? It hurts? Does it hurt? I'm I'm it. It I thought I'm it felt good. It feels good. <laughs> of course, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> you, you, you left that lock off the the. the the trash cans like the next day you bullshit artist you like does a cage the does a cage does a cage protect your dick from getting kicked in the balls no. actually no. it's worse put oh, a piece of metal between your dick just... and you kick it oh okay I thought, I, I thought it was like a helmet I thought it was like a helmet or something <laughs> that just goes oh, over your dick your balls are you know? right there for the with no shock absorber just right there <laughs> worse right worse that if you get that ball pinched between her foot and the kit and the steel fucking cage, like it's not moving into that big fatty flesh that I got down on my ass. It's that's the fucking steel, man. That is hard. But while she's doing it, I can feel while she's kicking me in the balls and I'm lying on the ground, basically crying. I can feel myself trying to get hard in the cage. And it's not because I like getting kicked in the balls, although I do. It's about her power, her choosing the punishment, her demanding submission, her caring enough about me and about our relationship and our dynamic to wield that kind of power. There's nothing easy about that. Do that's you feel, love, man. Do, do you get turned on from the punishment? Because that's what it sounds yeah. like. It sounds like, uh, obviously, Absolutely. you're not getting turned on from getting kicked in the balls but you're getting kicked uh i'm sorry you're getting turned on from the principle behind the foot that's kicking you in the balls it's the rush of her power so we live in a power we live in a power exchange we live in a 24 7 total power exchange she's in charge and the more she shows that charge the more turned on i get got it got it is there levels like is there a point where it's like Hey, this is too much. Like uh punishment. <laughs> like what's the, the limit, you guys? We have safe words, but uh I have uh I've only used them one time. One time. I assume it's in like Portuguese or something you can't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty boring. We just use yellow light and red light, I think. Was that an inside joke? Uh, I feel like the Portuguese was an inside joke. What does Portuguese mean? <laughs> it's not an inside joke. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys all just simultaneously laughed when uh, Ossie said Portuguese. And I was like, yeah. oh. Well, he said it in that weird accent, man. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did I stutter? I mean, uh... <laughs> man, Ossie, Ossie got a sexy accent. Oh, all right. Not, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I wanted to I wanted to come back for for a minute. I was just thinking there about when you were talking about describing cages, right? And mm -hmm. this goes out to everyone who's possibly considering this, right? And I'm just going to do a little poll, right? Hopeful. How many cages have you bought? How many have you got? And maybe thrown out, but how, how many have you bought? I've thrown a bunch out. I I would bet that I have spent anywhere between a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars on cages that did not work. How many? How many quantity was? I mean, this is the this is the important. At thing. least at least ten. At least ten. What about you, Dub? I have uh, five. 
Yeah. And okay, one so. just one just broke, so four. There you go, right? So I have probably about eight. And it's not because it's a pair of shoes and I like to wear different ones on different days depending on the occasion. That's not what that's about. It's it's about what fits, right? Like our biology and the way that we're, you know, structure, size, you know, girth, length, you know, testicle size, you know, this, it's just so much different, you know, whether or not you're a grower or a shower or any of that sort of thing. So my, my recommendation is, is that if someone is going to try this or you're thinking about doing October, don't buy one cage on October 1st and then put it on and then go, uh, uh, this is like hurting. It's ripping up my balls or whatever. It's it, This is no good for us. We, we can't do this. This is something that just won't work for us. It's It actually takes a fair amount of time. It takes a fair few trials, errors to, to actually find one that's comfortable. So get into it like, you know, in... <laughs> maybe in August or September um, and find one that fits and be prepared. Then, you know, you're prepared with the right pair of shoes for the right dance. You know what I mean? And it's very important to measure, right? Uh, there are a couple of websites out there. There are a couple of cage manufacturers, mature metal is one uh, kink 3d. They have excellent sizing guides on their websites. So you can figure out what measurements you need to take and do the best that you can. That's still not a guarantee that those things are going to work for you. I have, like I said, I've spent hundreds of dollars on cages. The one I have on now, the most comfortable one I've ever owned, I think I got it for 70 bucks on eBay. Was it yeah. used? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I said it. <laughs> it was used by the Portuguese guy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Now I'm going to see what was new. Um, I had a question. Uh, now, during October, obviously, you guys, uh, being cuckold gentlemen, are in a one-sided, uh, non-monogamous relationship slash marriage. Uh, do your wives play with other guys during that time period, or what's the dynamic typically? Oh, see, yeah, well, that doesn't stop for us. It's uh. I mean, so, I mean, we're like a little bit different. I'm caged sort of all the time. Um, I didn't intend to be, you know, it wasn't something that I that I had in mind that I wanted to be. It's just that, like I said, when we first tried it, first put it on and was wearing it for a long, a longer period, it changed who I was and it changed who I was for the better. So I just wanted to keep that going. I just... You know, she wanted to she wanted to keep who I was going and we just kept it going. I found a cage that's extremely comfortable, um, but still very restrictive. So we just sort of kept that going. So our life is like that. Um so from a locked over perspective, yeah, nothing nothing has changed from from that regard for us. So Tatiana is taking a break from uh from others at the moment. She's just working on herself, thinking about what she wants. Uh but what she does for October is, and if you follow us on Twitter, she's uh, at Tatiana, T-A-T-Y-A-N-A-F-L-R. She comes up with these games. She's got raffle tickets out there right now. She's pulling. Ra- I have no idea. I haven't won yet. I have no idea. <laughs> no clue. The other day, she took she took six identical keys, right? And I like whiskey. So I have those big whiskey ice cube makers. She put the fucking keys in the center of ice cubes, six of them. And she, she was at work and she texted me and she said, you have one minute to get a key out of the ice. You can't use water and you can't smash it. <laughs> right. So I videotaped the whole thing and I, I sent it to her and I, I got nowhere. I tried to, I tried to hair dry it. Everybody, we have a, a group of cucks that in a DM room, and they went and told them all about it. And they're like, you fucking moron. Why didn't you use a blowtorch? And I was like, fuck. And then they put it online. So she saw it. So you know she's going to make the rule next time. No fucking blowtorches. Like, yeah, we like to help. We like to help. <laughs> Misery loves company, Ross. Yeah. That's oh, right, man. That's right. And right. so for us, um, right now, we um, have we've only played with one other guy uh, so far. Um and we're kind of in this weird limbo area, um, you know, with life and work. So 
we may play with him again, but we've kind of taken this month off just to reconnect with each other. And I think it worked perfect with the October of, you know, let's be with us. Um, you know, she's still having me vet and all that kind of stuff. So she's still playing with the idea, kind of telling me, Hey, this is what I want for the next guy. So it's, so we haven't played this month. Uh, we could have had a time, but it, the dates just didn't work. So she still has all the power to do whatever she wants, whenever she wants. Um, but with, with the life schedules this time, it just, this month has just, let's focus on us. Got it. And I think it's that way for pretty much every couple or union that's in the lifestyle, no matter what type of D you want to call yourself, because uh, things aren't always going to be consistent or just never changing. There's always going to be some type of evolution going on with our lifestyle, with our needs, our wants, or our desires. And sometimes we do need to reconnect with each other. Sometimes we do need to pull back a little bit, reassess, and then decide what direction that we want to go. Because uh, nothing in life is constant, including the lifestyle. So uh, I'm glad that you guys share that. And so my last question to you guys before we log off of here. October, I'm gonna call y'all Mr. Locktobers, is number one, well, it's actually a dual question. So number one, what do you like the best about being a cuck? And then number two, could you ever envision seeing yourself leaving cuck holding? Well, I'll tell you what I like best about being a cuck. It's at Tatiana or FLR. That's that's what I like best about being a cuck. Whatever, whatever it is that she wants, whatever it is that she wants to do, that's what I like best. Um, when she is really into it, when, when, like, just the other night when she gave me that punishment, that was her idea. That's what she wanted. That was such a turn on that that power thing that she brought her home that night. That made me crazy. Um, it, could I ever see not being a cuck? I, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, and if I wasn't, it would be because I was pretending I was. That's good. That's good. I just see you as being the vengeful cuck. I remember when you changed your name to the vengeful <laughs> cuck. Yeah, that, 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 that was a dark time. That was a dark time for hopeful. Um, yeah, so I, um, what do I like the most about being a cuck? I, th- I think that the, what I like the most about it is really the that letting go of the reins and you know uh recognizing that she is in charge and it is what she wants and when when i refer to she my my wife's name is eve and she's on she's on twitter as cuckoldress underscore eve eve and so you know a, a recent change for us is that she has a boyfriend and um she has been seeing him for a year, um, almost a year to the day. And uh, yeah, so she wants to profess her love for him. And, you know, he, she wants him to do the same for her. And, you know, that's a, it's a different, it's a different thing. It's not something I expected. It's not, I didn't, I didn't think that that is what would happen with us, but it is. And it's hard sometimes with those things that you just go, whoa, okay. So that's, that's not, that's not what I expected. But you go through some, you know, some some thoughts that go through your head. It goes up and down. It's in your stomach. It's sort of you sort of feel, but then you come out the end just going, "It's okay. It's okay." She loves me. She loves me a lot, and she is going to do what she wants, and that's what I want, and that's where we get to. So, you know, that's it's always a changing landscape. She was a bit unwell for oh, quite a few months and so we didn't really sort of see any bulls we you know she kept seeing a boyfriend but we didn't see anyone new um and that was a time for me that i just had to really support her and our family and do everything that i could you know and w- would i want to change that and you know does that make me a cuck and would i want to change or or be not a cuck anymore hell no like i want to support her no matter what and if that means that we don't you know, continue cuckolding or she keeps, you know, looking for new bulls or whatever and just sticks with a boyfriend, so be it. That's that's how we live now. Do you feel do you, do you feel uh like your comfort level uh with her pursuing this loving relationship? Do you feel like your comfort level is growing 
towards accepting that or what are your thoughts? Well, yeah, look, it's, it's one of those things that I, I can see, right? I'm not blind. I can see these things coming and, you know, it's about accepting that there are different ways of living and love and what people have and love that people have is not, is not a vessel that they just give entirely to one person or one thing. If you have two kids and you love them entirely, if you have a third kid, well, then you don't like have to separate some love off the first two kids to give it to the third kid, do you? You just love them equally. It's just that's how love works. And nonetheless, though, you still, as a as a husband, as as a man, and as a you know, you just go, oh, okay, well, that's uh, that's 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 different. Am I okay with this? And yeah, I am. But everyone would challenge it a little bit. Like it's not the lifestyle is not. It is a lifestyle. It's not porn style it's not occasionally two hours on an evening you know watching porn and that's it this is how we live right so yeah. uh there's a lot more involved with it than just what you see in porn which sort of harps back onto the whole thing about like what cucks are and that's that sort of stuff it's just because porn likes to uh, and look i don't blame them what they like to do is they do massive contrasts Right, so they take the lowest of the low uh, on one end of the cuck, and they take the highest of the high with the balls and the queen and the other end, and they make it hugely contrasted because that's what makes it interesting, right? Uh, and I get it; that's it's it's drama. It creates the drama, but it's not real life. Like, sure, there might be some people like that. There might be some cucks that are just like that, but there's more likely to be just regular people in the in the majority. That was very well said. That was very well said, future man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm coming um, to the future. I'm thinking in the future, man. That's what yeah. I <laughs> So for me, um, my wife had a lot of uh, very early on experiences that kind of held her back from really living the life um, through sex, through experimenting, through just being able to be that wild, free person. Um, and so what I really love about this is the compersion factor, you know, seeing her happy just fills me up. I'm, you know, the job that I do, um, everything in my life, when other people are happy, it fills me up. It makes me a better person, especially when I know I'm the one helping her be so filled that she's overflowing. Um, The second part that I really, really loved was even though we had been together for 14 years, married for 13 years, we didn't find until we went to this lifestyle how to communicate with each other. I mean, we talked, we were husband and wife, and we talked about kids and sports and this and that, but we never actually communicated. We didn't say, hey, I'm feeling left out, or hey, you're not paying attention to me, or hey, I need more from you. And so, I mean, our first night that we even, before I even knew what this was, the first talk, you know, was like, hey, we're not having sex. I don't know why. We're just not. Do you want to have sex with other guys? That's what I said to her. She cried. She like, oh, my God, because what in her mind, she instantly thought you want me to have sex with other guys so you can have sex with other women, which, you know, I proved to her. That's not what I want. And, you know, but it took us a year and a half before we even talked to the first guy. But there was a year and a half that we had connected on so many different levels. And I mean, we now can, I mean, I know her so much more in the last year and a half than 14 years of being married and together. Um, And so the, the idea of, you know, and the one thing that we definitely do, we hate labels. Um, you know, we hate that, oh, you have to be a cuck because, you know, it sounds you're weak or you're this or you're that, or you got to be a stag or you got to be a bull or you got to be, you know, the normal family. Um, and so w- going through that process, we were just like, if I would were not to be a cuck, I would still be the person I am today. If my wife said, hey, you know what? This was fun, but let's take a a year-long break. Okay, fine. Because she has the power 
to decide what she wants to do. I'm, I've never said, this is who you have to be. This is what I want you to do. I said to her, what do you want? What do you need? One for me and others, you know, if we find a guy, what do you want? What do you like? You know, and the funniest thing about it was when she said, okay, I want this, 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 this. And I'm like, holy shit, I am not your ideal man. I am not six foot plus. I am not ripped. I am not this. I, I'm just like, what did you see in me? You know? And she goes, I saw your heart. I saw you. I, I saw everything about you. And that's who I fell in love with. I don't need the perfect dream guy. Cause she's like, I've dated those guys. They're jerks. They're nothing I would ever stay long-term with. And it's like, kind of Ozzy said, it's that you find this love and compassion for your partner that is so deep. And to think that you can only hold it for yourself is foolish for her to say, Hey, you know, I, you know, she, cause we've talked about it. Like, what if you found the bull or the guy that you really connected with? Would you want a boyfriend? Would you want this side, you know, one-on-one type of guy? And she's like, not at first, but then she's like, I could, you know, it's not out of the question anymore. And for me to say, well, no, you can't do that. You need to have five different dicks this year is foolish. But for her to say, hey, if I like what I like and you're happy with it, then what's wrong with it? And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And I think it shows that cucks are probably the strongest partners in any relationship because we've stopped putting ourselves first and we put our partners on this pedestal and we are just building it up to make them feel loved and adored and like, holy crap, because my wife, I mean, she's smoking hot. She, she, for, she for yeah, all she her is. life, yep, she, she would not believe that people check her out. You know, I had to point it out to They're her so many times. So finally we were at Sam's club and this dude, he stopped his cart, backed it up just to check out her ass. And she goes, they do. I'm like, yeah, honey, but you never saw it. You didn't want to see it, you know? And so, you know, it's up to her what we do in this path in life, you know, but I'm going to treat her the same. She's on that pedestal for the rest of our marriage. And that's all I got to say. Jess, I apologize for backing up that grocery cart. You're under six foot tall. You can't ride that ride. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, 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 I've ran into many ladies that have said that, but when I come into the mix, they always bypass the rules. Oh, I think what Dub said was really important. And I just like, I just like to, to, to capitalize on it. You can, ask your partner to do this with you you can you can tell your partner that you want to be a cuck but you cannot tell them how to do it if you tell them how to do it then what you're really asking for is a kink dispenser you're really asking for them to fulfill your fantasies if you really want to be a cuck if you if you really want to live the lifestyle that uh, that I live that Aussie lives that Dub lives and so many other guys that that we are so close with you have to respect her decisions. You have to put her needs first. And regardless of what she wants or doesn't want, that's what you get. And you have to be happy about it. I think this is where this hops back a little bit to maybe the theme of this this podcast, which is Locktober. Mm-hmm. If you think if you're if this 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 would go out to to men and women, right? Of of all persuasions that maybe aren't in the lifestyle, but are thinking about it. Locktober is a fantastic way to test the waters because it shows that the man is prepared to let go and to give you or her the power in the relationship for that one month. And if he can do that, if he can see that, you know what, it means something different to be a man in this day. Like I can be someone different and I can look after you and I can still give you exactly what you want, but take something away from me in order to do that. Keith if you can do that, that book about two weeks. 
He wrote that book about two weeks. If you could do it for two weeks, you'll see a change in the way you react to your wife. My wife came home the other night. Uh, she had told me in the morning she hadn't she hadn't been able she forgot to use deodorant. And she came home and said, "Do you want to smell my armpits?" And I was like, "I was like, mm. I was like, uh, like I yes. should like, I, like, like I was like, yeah." And uh, she said, "Good. Start at my feet where you belong, right?" <laughs> and there I was now, down on the floor, taking her socks off. It took the whole thing took about five minutes, but I was holding her. I was rub. I couldn't. I couldn't be happier to have just been touching her. With no chance that I was going to get released, no chance that I was going to get to come. It was just about worshiping her for a couple of minutes because she let me, because it made her happy. And boy, did it make me happy. Wow. So that's beautiful. So cucks and people that are wanting to get into cuck holding, make sure that you check out these gentlemen. So cult. We have Hopeful, we have Chastub, we have Aussie Cuck, and their links will be in the show note. Make sure that you get at them and make sure you check out future episodes because we do like to get these Cuck Avengers on the podcast every once in a blue moon. So this has been another episode of the Bulls and Queens show. Make sure that y'all leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until next time, peace and God bless. And make sure that you encourage somebody, you awesome, beautiful, sexy people. Thank you for listening to everybody's favorite black man candy, Doc Chocolate of the Bulls and Queens podcast. If you would like Doc Chocolate to help you host your next fun and kinky private party, or you want info on his next monthly Las Vegas Bulls and Queens play party, or you'd like to have him pose as a nude or semi-nude model for your next girls' night out or bachelorette party, make sure you go to www.bullsandqueens.com right now and fill out the form on the website to contact Doc. Again, that's www.bullsandqueens.com. Until next time, bulls, queens, and cucks, stay sexy.